usually every year at this Mass I will, I'll talk about the Our Father because it's always so refreshing and neat to be able to actually reflect in depth uh, on a prayer that we say every day and sometimes we don't think about what we're saying. So it's kind of neat to uh, I look at it from a fresh perspective and see how much meaning and depth there is, how much instruction there is contained in it. Today, though, I'm going to just focus on our first reading from Corinthians here. Something struck me as I was reading it. Uh, I, I just finished John Paul II's um, book, uh, Love and Responsibility. It was a book that he wrote in, the, in 1960, uh, and it's an extended reflection upon the virtue of chastity, essentially is what it is. And so this is kind of fresh in my mind, and I read this passage here from St. Paul. He says, uh, I am jealous of you with the jealousy of God. I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I'm afraid that as a serpent deceived Eve, so your minds have been corrupted and led astray from the truth, so forth and so on. Paul is talking about chastity and virginity. Uh, he's using that as a metaphor to talk about the purity of faith and holiness and goodness that he'd like to see in the Corinthians. Uh, and so both of these things I'd, I'd reflect on right now. This idea of virginity, uh, you know, it's a real... We see Paul's heart here as a pastor, and he's really... He's so distraught, he's so hurt that the Corinthians are straying from the truth of the gospel. And it's as if this kind of pure virgin bride has been corrupted. How terrible a thing is that. I think today, in today's cultural atmosphere, the kind of tragedy that Paul is basing his metaphor upon is not felt. It's not felt deeply. The loss of virginity is not felt today as something very consequential, something very, it's not very important. Um, virginity is one of these things that it's the appreciation of it and the value of it has been really lost as a whole. And I have to say with myself too, I mean, it's taken me many, many years to, to acquire an appreciation for virginity. Um, this beautiful thing, this kind of the mystery of this of one's interior personhood and one's own sexuality, keeping it intact, keeping it whole and entire, so that it would be given as a whole to one person in marriage, or so that it would be given to the Lord in religious life or priesthood or, or what what have you. Um, the fact that this beautiful, mysterious core and center of our persons right now is not regarded as something valuable um, is really a tragedy. It really is a tragedy. I know when I was growing up, uh, especially from the perspective of a young man, virginity was something like bad. Like you wanted to get rid of it as quick as possible. Okay, And it was kind of like a rite of passage, you know, by the time you're 14, 15, 16, you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, I'm a virgin, i got to get rid of this thing quickly, as if it's just some kind of a burden on your back, it's this horrible thing, you know, it's a stigma, and you're not truly manly if you're a virgin. You know, how horrible that is. And then going to college and hearing my professors, who are speaking from a secular perspective, denigrating, just completely denigrating the idea of virginity. Now, they're probably reacting against 
older forms of cultural expressions that were probably a little bit over the top where, you know, if you lost your virginity before marriage, it was like the most horrible thing, you're ruined forever, and all this kind of stuff. You know, that's an, that's an excess, that's an exaggeration. But the pendulum has swung the other way such that now virginity is not valued at all. Uh, it's totally not valued at all. It's like completely lost um, culturally. So it's a real tragedy. Now, the vast majority of laity and clergy, quite frankly, uh, are not virginal. That's the truth of the matter. Um, so it's not the end of the world, but at the same time, can we as a church return to, can we gather again this kind of appreciation for virginity, especially for mothers and grandmothers as they're raising their children, teaching them that this is something precious and this is something that can be given to one special person in marriage and should be saved for them, um, or, again, in religious life or priesthood or what have you. How beautiful that is. And we have, of course, as Catholic Christians, the model above all of our Blessed Mother, this pure virgin who gave her virginity to God. How beautiful that is. St. Joseph as well, we believe as well, uh, lived in virginal purity. Uh, of course, our Lord himself. Um, we have St. John, you know, our patron saint here, St. John the Evangelist, reputed to be one of the apostles who was a virgin. Uh, how beautiful, beautiful of a thing that is. And we have an image from the final book of Revelation. It says, it has this picture of all of these young men. And it says, uh, they follow the Lamb wherever he goes, this pure Lamb of, of Christ. And they follow him wherever he goes, for they are virgins. Really, really beautiful, special thing. Um, and so I would like to recover the sense of the value of virginity and consequently the tragic sense of, oh man, this is lost. If it's lost, if it's corrupted, how bad that is. And when we get that in our minds, we can come to understand what St. Paul is doing here. It's such a tragedy that his flock, whom he loves so much, and he's labored over them, and they're falling away from the faith. How terrible that is. And so today, my brothers and sisters, we can recover in our minds and in our appreciations of value for virginity, but also this sense of the burden that St. Paul has for us and all good pastors who want to see us become good Christians, that the purity of our thoughts and our interior lives and our hearts would be kept intact and given to God. That's what every good pastor wants from his people, from his flock, is uh, true Christian devotion from the heart, true purity, um, true faith, and and hope and charity. Uh, let's let's recover an appreciation for all of those things, uh, and pray God that uh, the faith and the goodness that Christ came to establish in the earth and the hearts of men would be would be realized in ourselves in our hearts today and, and always.